Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, we're back once again at the Corner of Truth and Courage. Thank you for joining us here today. I want to continue with our discussion on the threat to the freedom of our speech. And I want to draw our attention today more on the United Nations. And it's something that was going on about a decade ago, but these resolutions have been passed and tweaked and and developed and enhanced over a period of time. You're also going to learn how our former Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, was involved in tweaking some language in U.S. in what's called U.N. Resolution 1618, the defamation of religions. Originally, this was brought by the Muslim community as the defamation of Islam. They began, to, of course, you know, couldn't quite get past in the U.N. that way. So they said, you know, well, let's call it the defamation. You know, it's, it's not legally right for anyone to just all be resolved that anyone who defames another person's religion ought to be considered a crime, okay? And, of course, now we know what religion they are referring to, Islam. And so we're going to discuss UN Resolution 1618 and its knock-on effect of how uh, many Europeans, because this has been applied in European laws, have Europeans are being fined and brought into great pain, financial pain, through these lawsuits because of this law, UN Resolution 1618. And so you need to be aware of it because Canada is romancing this, and it's on our, you know, it's on our border, and that's soon going to come here to the United States if the liberals get what they want. I mean, Hillary Clinton was, and the president at the time, a Muslim. Yes, you heard me right. Uh, Obama was a Muslim. He never renounced his faith in Islam. Uh, That's another story of the proof that I have uh, painfully uh, gone to find of his uh, Islamic current standing. And even his former pastor that supposedly led him to Christ confessed that he's still a Muslim. And so anyhow, that's another story. I don't want to get off on that rabbit trail. But um, this is very important for us to still be aware of, and we need to remind ourselves. I know I've talked about it quite a bit about a decade ago, but um, we still need to be reminded about it because there's listeners that are joining us in today's uh you know, time, and they've not heard this yet, okay? Well, before we get into that, let me quickly remind you we're in our fall fundraising campaign, and I don't want to take much time here, but basically uh, we try to spend uh, two major times a year that we ask our listeners to financially help us. And our goal is to raise $25,000, and we're off to a good start, but we are still a long ways to go to, to reach that. It's not like I can do a share and I can control the whole day broadcasting on your station and uh, until we reach our goal, and then we get back into our content. So I just want to quickly spend a few moments to ask of you to consider 
uh, to help and support our ministry. Maybe you've been supporting us in the past. Thank you for that. We need your help again today. Uh, and maybe you haven't yet supported our ministry. We've had a, a few calls from new donors, and praise the Lord for that. And that's always exciting to uh, to hear from uh, new donors. And the number to call if you want to help us is 800-616-0082. That's 800, toll free, 616-0082. We'll give that number at the end of the broadcast. You can also give Safely Securely online at fortressoffaith.com or .org, same place, fortressoffaith.com. Okay, the United Nations Human Rights Division of the UN passed a resolution known as Resolution 1618 back on the 19th of December, 2011. And for 10 years prior to that, they keep bringing this up and tweaking it and passing it again and again and again. Now, the group that brought this originally to the United Nations is the OIC, the Organization of Islamic Cooperation. They were and are today the largest voting bloc in the UN. This is a organized effort of Muslim nations, 56 states that compact together, that they will vote together on issues that deal with Islam and stuff so that they can pull together their power against the big powers like the United States and uh, Russia and, and European voting blocs there that have tremendous influence in the world. So the OIC has combined together. Now, I say 56 states. It's actually 57 members because Palestine is a member, but they're not officially a state, but they have a vote. Isn't it interesting? You know, we give them a vote at the UN, even though they're not a nation. But they originally tried to get this into the UN through the defamation of Islam to make it a crime to defame the religion of Islam. Well, that didn't go anywhere. But when they put it in there, okay, well, let's say, let's make it a criminal offense to defame a religion, meaning us. You cannot defame our religion. It's part of our law. It's part of our Sharia that no one is allowed to defame. And so we want to put this on non-Muslims and put it in their highest influence in the world, the United Nations, and get them all to agree that you cannot defame our religion. Now, we're going to defame yours, but you can't defame ours. And so they tweaked it. However, the United States, for 10 years, kept voting against it. We would not comply and vote for it until Hillary Clinton decided that she was going to stick her oar in on this, and she started putting forth her input. And we call this the Istanbul process because it started first in Istanbul. We had a meeting that the Secretary of State, acting as an official of the United States government, called on the OIC to have a meeting together so that they could tweak the language so that the United States could also vote on it 
and pass it. And so they had this first meeting in Istanbul. And, you know, things were quite chummy and working together, I guess, in this effort. But they didn't quite come to all the deals that they wanted to make. And so they met again the next year and in Istanbul. And they met again a third year. And this time she invited them to the United States. And so all these high-level dignitaries and diplomats and stuff came to the United States on our dime, being um, romanced by our Secretary of State, our State Department, and they had uh, another meeting. And the, after that, they, the United States, in the next vote in the United Nations, uh, voted in approval of UN Resolution 1618. So the United States then finally came in and said, okay, we in our country allow freedom of speech, but internationally, we agree that internationally, no one should have the right and the freedom to defame another person's religion, namely Islam, because that's all the people that are involved in this group in order to to stop this. Then they had another meeting in England at the Canada House, no, no less, and to continue their efforts together to try to uh, bring about this goal of Muslims to protect them from being you know, victims of Islamophobia and all that, okay? As a result of passing this UN resolution over the years, we've seen a number of Europeans being tried and punished heavily and their free speech being taken away from them. Gert Wilders is a great example, the political head of, of his own political party the uh, in, in the Netherlands there. He published a great video back in 2008 called Fitna. And simply all that he did in this video was quote the Quran. And in that, he quoted every damaging, dangerous, violent, vile passage in the Quran that revealed, that really put Islam in a very bad light. And so this was um, very embarrassing for Islam. And so they went after him. The UK banned him from entering into England. He was, you know, dubbed as a, a person of hate and was sued by his own government <laughs> and put on trial for his crimes of hate speech. Yeah. Uh, then you had a friend of mine, Elizabeth Savage Wolf. Now, Elizabeth, I've had her on my show here a few times a few years back when she was going through all this and to give us updates through the years of it there. But she was simply having a meeting, and she said something absolutely true, that Muhammad was a pedophile. He married a girl at the age of six, of six and started having sex with her at the age of nine, and, and by... You know, the modern definition, we would call that pedophilia. And even Muhammad fancied even infants that were crawling on the ground. I mean, this is part of the Islamic record. But to call the prophet an, a pedophile 
even though what was true, but to name him as a pedophile was considered a defamation of Islam. And she was sued. And she's gone through many of the different courts and all the courts because of their adoption of Resolution 1618. She was found guilty and has had to pay huge amounts of fines for her crime of speaking the truth. And, uh, and I know Elizabeth, and I have not met Gert, but I've, I know people who know him. And I'm here to tell you, these people are not, you know, just vindictive people. There are other people out there who are very hateful. They have an agenda. Tommy Robinson from England, uh, part of the EDE, the, what do you call the English Defense League, the EDF, or sorry, the EDL. Uh, people from groups and organizations like that, yeah, they have the right to speak, but they do it with hate. There's a difference here. There's one thing of speaking truth. The Bible says that we're to speak the truth with love. I have said this for years. My dad taught me this when I was a little boy. You're seldom persuasive when you're abrasive. And we need to speak the truth, but not with hate, not with being divisive and uh, intentionally trying to hurt other people. We want to help people. We want to protect those who are involved in Islam uh, are in a dangerous ideology, and they need to be warned and brought to the truth. And we need to protect ourselves against the false teachings and the ideology of Islam. That's not hateful. That's simply, I say that out of love for them and love for us. And it needs to be said. We're going to have to stop there. But again, before we close, let me give you our phone number. Would you continue to help us and support us so that we can speak truth with love? The number to call is 800-616-0082. Again, that's 800-616-0082. God bless you.